Welcome along. Hope you had a good crimble. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money. Yep. To increase your sales. Yes. And to have fun. Right. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1 833 eBay 723. That's 1 833 322 9723. This is fake announcer guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So it's uh, Philip Jackson and Sherry Smith, your hosts for the uh, Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to make your eBay business hopefully uh, more fun and, if we're really lucky, a little bit more profitable too. Uh, Sherry's a full-time seller. She's based uh, over in Colorado, does a lot of uh, consignment business, and has a little bit of a side hustle <laughs> working as the acceptable face of eBay managed payments. They wheel her out every time there's bad news to be given to sellers to soften the blow. Uh, she tells me she's looking forward to a very busy 2023. Oh, yes. And <laughs> Philip lives amongst the alligators and peacocks in the happiest place on earth in Florida, as you can tell by his accent. That's right. And he sells professional audio equipment on eBay and his web store. And he may not be the face for eBay, but he sure is their advisor, self-appointed advisor King on of how eBay. to do things self-appointed. better. <laughs> as, as you'll find out later on, I fear. All right, so that's the idea. Uh, you two can be part of the show if you like. Uh, telephone number 833-EBAY-723. Uh, we'll take your text or a voicemail and um, yeah, be part of the show. It'd be nice to hear from you. So please do think about doing that. And uh, coming up, Sherry, in this week's edition of the program... Oh, yeah, there's lots of USPS changes this month. Mm-hmm. and But thankfully, we have an expert, uh, again, self-appointed, to explain it all to <laughs> That's you. That's you, by the way. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I pointed myself. You, you worked that out. Okay, very good. <laughs> all right, so we'll also bring you an update on the uh, cyber-stalking case. Oh, yeah. And are we going to be required to include our address and phone number in our listings? Oh, no, we do that in England already. That's going to be bad news, potentially. And uh, uh, this is a feature requested by a listener. How do you get yourself involved into one of those research groups that uh, eBay holds, testing out new features and stuff? And? How did things roll out in Congress? Are you going to be getting a 1099K? I'll let you know about that. And also, we'll be reviewing uh, Sherry's predictions for 2022 that we did at the beginning of last year. Let's uh, see how well she did at predicting. I think there might be a bit of a bloodbath there, but never mind. We'll get to that a bit later on. I can't wait to find out what I said. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, All right. We'll come to that uh, later on. All right. In the news this week, eBay News. uh, Oh, yes. We've got lots of USPS stuff coming up uh, in today's program, but we're going to start with the original rate boxes because we finally know the future of those. Yeah. Yeah. So as of January 22nd, correct me if I get anything wrong here, they are officially... Uh, dead. Uh, they're no longer apply, but you can still use the regional rate box. It'll just be charged based on size and weight. Uh, the only thing is, it doesn't look like we're going to be getting cubic rates or discounts through eBay, although you do through Pirate Ship if you happen to use Pirate Ship. But um, the post office is making another, uh, a lot of changes. And another one is that. They're splitting up zone one into two zones. Mm. And I now know what that is um, because I read it. 
So zone one is now only within 50 miles of you. And then zone, now they're adding a new zone and it's called zone two going up to 150 miles. And you've probably noticed already uh, that it's a lot more expensive in shipping, let's say to New York, if you're at least on my side of the country. Um, and this all has to do with higher rates they've had for the holidays. So mm -hmm. a lot of those rates are going to be going down. I'm not sure how specific you want this. Let me tell you something specific I know. And again, Philip, please correct me if I get it wrong. But um, Priority International is going up like 37%. It did seem like a lot. Uh, and I, I thought, to be honest, that they give quite good negotiated rates on express mail particularly to eBay, and I'm wondering whether Priority Mail might even overtake Express Mail on the eBay tariffs, and it might be actually cheaper to use Express Mail, or at least very close in price. Yes, and thankfully, we have eBay international shipping and then their new shipping that's coming out, because it. I've already, even without the priority rate hikes for international that are coming January 22nd, I've, it's so much less expensive to ship through eBay Standard International. And that's going to be really the way to go because it's just going to be prohibit, prohibitive to ship uh, international priority. I've certainly seen people, I think, order things from me because of the the discounted shipping that eBay offers that I orders I would not normally get because the, the regular USPS rates are simply not attractive um, in, in normal circumstances. Yeah. So I don't know. Are they looking to get out of the business or something? I don't know why they're doing that. But um, some rates are going down. And I don't know if that's just if you're shipping with pirate ship or if it's going down overall. I know with pirate ship, some rates are going to be $1.67 less. I think that's with zones that are closer to you. Um, has this been informative at all yet? Let's see. What mm. else? All right. Well, let's park that one because I don't think we're shedding much light, but uh, uh, no. we'll, uh, we'll do some more research on that and uh, let you know if there's any particularly insightful things. I, I think the thing is that certainly the international stuff, the eBay news services begin to look very competitive. Uh, yeah. Priority Mail International looks uncompetitive. Um, so I, I think the important thing is always put the cheapest option as number one option in your listing and try and have some other options because – um, you know, you never know what people really want, and giving them choice is a good is a good plan. Generally, yeah, let me just. Oh, go ahead. You know, what, I, what I tend to do now is most of the sort of stuff I have is listed as parcel select as position number one on the the shipping thing because that is probably a good general catch-all cheap option and it quotes a delivery date that's a little bit on the long side but it can gives me the option of picking another service whether it be UPS FedEx because everything's going to come in a little bit quicker than that so I'm never um, over promising on the delivery date as long as the it doesn't exceed 12 by 12 by 12 inches doesn't mm -hmm. exceed 12 uh, the cubic inches because parcel select goes way up if it does so you must oh. be talking about packages smaller than that well usually i try and uh, put something out there and then i usually fiddle around when it actually gets the order and figure out the actual approach i'm going to take uh, yeah. and that's why i like one that quotes a date that's not too aggressive because then all the other options are in play 
as far as I'm concerned. I don't like sending stuff out knowing it's going to get there after the date that eBay has suggested. And obviously, I have no control over what they say. Um, so, And that's just lining yourself up to trouble if you start doing that. Well, I put UPS ground first, unless it's less than 12 by 12 by 12 inches, mm -hmm. in which case parcel select will be cheaper. Uh, but now that I found my notes, I just do want to say that priority mail for domestic shipping should be going down about 11% from the holiday rates. And first class is getting going down about 4%, but then other zones are getting 4% more expensive. And this is from the post offices, what they have posted. So they're the ones who, in this case, who are being really confusing. And then for international, first class is going up like 6%, but priority is going up 37%. So very good and if you're a user of first class international you would be a very good candidate to make sure your listings are adjusted to add the ebay international ebay standard international is it called yeah um because that is much more competitive so put that as number one for your lighter weight items internationally rather than first class and it'll help uh, you come up in the search algorithm because the total cost of the first option is kind of how it works it out yeah, I'm not even bothering with giving a post office option for international. Mm -hmm. I just have eBay standard international. Well, the good thing is that you get better tracking. Uh, and a lot of first, well, not a lot, but still, there's still a few countries where first class mail is not tracked. Uh, Taiwan, Finland, Italy. I don't send stuff to Italy. I haven't used them in a while. Probably be a black hole. Uh, and some other places that um, are kind of sketchy when it comes to getting uh, tracking on, on first-class international mail, whereas the eBay Standard International does give you uh, tracking and delivery confirmation, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and you have some protection, yep. whereas with the other, it's basically non-existent with mm -hmm. the post office. All right, so uh, that's uh, big changes coming up on uh, USPS rates. We'll track those, let you know if anything changes. eBay, I think, is constantly trying to renegotiate its agreement with USPS, so there's little changes that happen here and there as they get concessions, so that's interesting to watch. Uh, also in the news, uh, you may have seen uh, stuff coming through from eBay, the Main Street people, their government relations group, and uh, they've been trying all year, drinking at the Last Chance Saloon, uh, trying to get the... A 1099k business reverted back to the way it was. Now, uh, at one point, we were going to get, get, be getting these 1099ks for anything over $600 of revenue in a year, which meant an awful lot of people were going to be getting a document they probably weren't expecting and weren't welcoming. Uh, but they've negotiated at least at this point a one-year deferral of that, and I suspect there'll be a lot of toing and froing over the next 12 months to try and get rid of it altogether. Uh, but right now we're back for this uh, 2022. You won't be getting a 1099K unless you've either done 200 sales on the account or 20K in revenue over the 12-month period. Anything less than that on either one, then... Is it, is it both of them you have to have, or is it one or the other? I can't remember. I think it's maybe... Well, I won't Probably one or the other. 
Anyway, so if you're a reasonably serious seller, yes, you'll get a 1099k. But if you're really a onesie twosie, you just sold a few things that were left over when the kids left home. Well, then I don't think you need to worry so much about that. Uh, but uh, that will no doubt be a, a subject to a lot of activity by eBay and all the people that fly, fly into DC to lobby legislators will be uh, working hard to try and get a different result on that over the next year. And there's other things also part of the same act, Sherry, that might affect us as well on this. Okay, so this stupid Inform Act mm. that was tacked on to some bill that passed in Congress. And if you have $20,000 or more in gross annual sales, the marketplaces like eBay are required to have your phone number, to post it, physical address, and your email address. And uh, there looks like there's an exception. If you work from home, you can get an exception on posting your physical address. I'm not sure how that's done. And when does this come into effect? I wonder. I don't think we've got a definite launch date, but uh, the act seems to be quite specific about this. Very low threshold to qualify as someone that has to, in theory, uh, have data published. But as you say, there is, in theory, the get out clause that says that if you claim that you're working from home, then you can have that suppressed. I, I think eBay is generally compliant because really what they're trying to do, I think, is make sure that sellers are reachable if there's a problem. I mean, I think they're 20 years too late, to be honest, because most people are just going to file a dispute with their credit card company and they're going to handle it that way. Mm -hmm. Knowing your address in Colorado, Sherry, what am I going to do with that information? I'm hardly going to come around, knock on your door. It's a like 2,000, 3,000 mile trip. I'd rather just yeah. ring the credit card number and have them take care of it. So I don't really understand quite what this achieves other than creating bureaucracy. I think it's about trying to stop people operating underneath the radar in terms of taxes, and that's the real agenda. Um, so, uh, Well, I mean, I don't mind that, but are people going to use this to raid people's houses? I don't know. In England, they have, if you're registered as a business on eBay, which I guess people like you and I would be, uh, then yes, it's a requirement that in your listing, it'll have your registered address and uh, phone contact information and if appropriate, your VAT number. So, How long has that been going on? A year or two, I think now. Oh, are people reporting like extra more burglaries than before or is that not know. happening? I don't know. I don't think I wonder. That, that people are terribly happy, but that's kind of... That's the the European way of seeing things in, in the world. So there we are. Yeah. All right. So uh, we don't think, for, as far as we know, this is going to necessarily affect you. You might have to opt out or take some action to avoid it being published by default. So just watch out for communications about that called the Inform Act. Uh, you may need to take action if you don't want to have your personal details splattered over the internet. And personally, that's where I'm at. So I'll be keeping. Hey. We'll let you know. Philip, do you think you can get away with using, I know it says your physical address, but uh, if you use an address like at PostNet or something where it's an address and then it has a number, so it's not a P.O. box, uh, do you think you can get away with using something like that? It's a physical address. It's just not where your business is actually located. I guess it depends on how how much they want to check into it. I mean, would they, for example, require you to produce a form of state government ID that matches that address? Or is it just the address that's associated with your account that in theory, if they sent you a letter, you get it eventually from Yeah, because I have a mailing, that's my mailing yeah. address. And I think the, the general direction of travel is going to be much more towards 
government ID for stuff because, mm. again, taxation is the issue. The government wants to have these marketplaces feed them information so they know who's making money on these things and they can then check their pay and their taxes. So um, the thing that I think is triggering it to some extent might be the fact that because they're changing the payment system away from adding extra options rather than just depositing in your bank account, now you can just give them a debit card number and they'll charge, they'll load that debit card with eBay money. That's a big gaping hole in the audit trail of where's cash going. And I think that sort of stuff triggers all sorts of interesting questions about who is this person? If there's some kind of scam or fraud, who am I dealing with? Who do I send the feds after? Uh, so I think that's what's causing people to get a lot of requests for, okay, well, who exactly are you? And, you know, yes, this this Google voice number you've given me is interesting, but by the way, anyone could get that. It doesn't prove anything. And by the way, you could change it next week with no penalty. So, you know, give us more information. So I, I see chit-chat going on about how people are having to give more information. I don't know whether that's the cause. I think it might be, or whether that's just... Or maybe preventing money laundering. Yeah, I think know your accountant, you know your customer kind of stuff is uh, going on here. So we'll see. I think 2023 is going to be an interesting year in terms of... Uh, you know, privacy and, uh, you know, proving who you are and things, it's going to change, certainly. And anyway, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll keep track on that. If you have any thoughts or any insight, particularly, do let us know. You can send us an email if you like. Uh, the, all the detail of how you can reach us is at our website. That's sell, sell, sell online. Be good to hear from you. Another thing I kind of been toying around with, I guess maybe you two have been doing the time away thing over the Christmas holidays and... Um, you may have noticed, we've talked about it, that they've changed the way the time away works to be more granular, where you can put a start time and an end time into the system, which is nice because I usually forget to turn it off and it's running over the last weekend when it shouldn't doesn't really need to. Um, the only issue to bear in mind is that it, it, it further delays the turn-on time for the time away because you have to put in a... you know. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock time, and you can only put the next top of the hour away from where we are now. So if it's 10.01, the earliest that you could start time away is 11 o'clock, so that adds potentially 59 minutes, plus you have to allow time for the system to re-index everything and apply that um, time away to your listing. So that could add time. And I and that caught me out the first time they did that, and I'm driving to the airport. Orders are coming in. I, I thought I've set time away, and it hasn't quite clicked in yet. Oh, uh, so just you know, I don't think they really understand quite how sellers work. And I don't know about you, but if I'm if I'm going away tomorrow, I don't want time away to come in tonight. I want to turn it on. I'm going to get up early tomorrow morning, four o'clock, whatever it takes. Get out a bunch of orders. Turn on time away. Head to the airport. That's my system. I'm not going to run it overnight if I can help it because that suppresses sales. Um, so I like it to be turning on as quickly as possible because otherwise I have a situation where I'm, I'm driving to the airport taking orders that I can't fulfill. And that's, oh my that's, gosh. A, that's a stressful start to a vacation if ever there was one. Yeah. have You You haven't trained your peacocks yet to do shipping? They're Sadly, just the strictly peacocks, security. Uh, have, just have bodily functions that uh, leave mess all around <laughs> the place, and that's the only thing they know how to do, unsadly. So... Um, <clears throat> Enough of that. Uh, anyway, time away, so bear, bear that in mind. 
And I think that's probably where we should draw a veil over the rest of the news. And we'll bring you more uh, next time as we get it. Um, and let's move on, Sherry. We've got a big bulging mailbag with uh, uh, and Matt uh, contacted us via our website. That's sellsellsell.online. And his question was, tell me more about how I get selected to be part of eBay's research groups. And uh, we talked a bit about this previously. And it's hard to believe sometimes, but they do research stuff a lot. Yeah, um, they do. And, and you and I have been involved in, in these. We kind of, I don't know, I kind of got sucked in. Can't remember how. Um, and I think the quickest way to start off on this track, if it's interesting, and it is interesting to take part, yeah, um, is to is. be part of eBay Expression, which is run by the community group. So it's a Brian Burke enterprise. And just go to ebayexpression.com. You tap in your eBay user ID. And that allows you to participate in surveys and stuff. And I think whether one a week comes out, I don't know, maybe something will get more, but I would say it's maybe one a week at most. At the most. And mm-hmm. you can answer some and not fill out others. But you can look and see what it's about right. when you decide. Yeah, you don't have to respond to, to, to all of them if it's not something you know anything about. You can just move on. And... Uh, depending on how you answer that, they might think you've got an interesting point of view on that particular topic, and the researchers go through all those responses, and then they quite often will make a, a, a panel or a, a two-person or a one-to-one follow-up interview uh, to get your get your detailed thoughts. Yeah. And so my technique is to be forthright in my opinions and try and give them some thoughts that maybe they hadn't necessarily thought about before. Um, I try and be specific if I can. And I, I, I tap all this into the thing. I quite, you know, give them a decent length answer here and there and, and send that off. And, yeah, sometimes they'll send you a note saying, oh, can you volunteer to be available in one of, one of these two or three slots? And um, boom, there you go. Yeah, it's pretty exciting And over the years, I have seen the feedback I've given that probably other people have given as well. And I see eBay make changes. It's really, that's the only, this is the only survey I really fill out because I'm so invested in it. But also, um, I like, I feel like they make a lot of those changes. Good. And I, they vary in terms of the follow-up. I think... Uh, sometimes just a couple of you, uh, maybe 45 minutes up to an hour, maybe if they want to get into some in-depth stuff. I've been other ones. I think there have been a panel of maybe 12 people, more of a sort of focus group kind of thing, which is more of a struggle to get any kind of airtime because 12 people fighting for, a, for a, <laughs> to get a few points across in like a 45, 50-minute slot means you, you, you're having to work fairly hard. Um, other yeah. times I, it's just been me because they've been doing some in-depth stuff and, and they just wanted to find out test out some particular ideas about new features. Yeah, eBay sellers seem to be pretty verbal. Yes, yes. Yes, the conversations can go off on a bit of a tangent, um, and and people get excited. And it's interesting. It's, it's, it's quite good fun. And you never know, there might be a little gift card coming your way at the end of the process if it all goes well. Yeah. So let's say, you know, a small upside to the whole thing. Um, and I, I don't know how much – and one of the things is that – we're being a bit can- a bit cagey on this because some of these things they say, okay, well, look, we're going to share with you our thinking on subject X, and we ask you not to divulge that to anybody else. And it's kind of part of the agreement that you don't, you know, take a whole bunch of screenshots or video of the thing and put it up on the internet. So um, there's li- it's difficult to talk about some some previous sessions, but I don't know whether Sherry, you can give some general thoughts because you did one quite recently. 
Yes. So let's let's and let's just have a hypothetical apropos nothing in particular, no uh, no specifics, but let's suppose you were in a conversation with eBay and they were talking about, I don't know, authenticity guarantees or seller ratings or something and, and you had to offer some thoughts. What what sort of stuff do you think would be on your sort of cheat sheet going into that type of discussion, the things that you would you would offer up as ideas for them? Well, what I would say is that authenticity guarantee program really there are programs like Authenticity Guarantee, the Top Rated Seller Program, and then even though I'm not one of them, a seller, uh, official seller who's allowed to say refurbished, um, that's another program that they have. How important is that as a seller? Mm-hmm. And then how important is it as a buyer? And what are ways to use those programs to add credibility to listings? in a different ways depending on which program it is did uh, and without necessarily saying well, they gave they did they give you some sort of examples of things they might be working on ask for your feedback as whether this is better than that or just as mm-hmm. a general qualitative comments that you maybe get asked on these sort of things yeah and i had a very i was very uh, strong opinions about it because some things didn't make any sense to me. If I were a buyer, I wouldn't know what it meant. Whereas other things, it made it very clear to me that, for example, if something had a certain you know wording or a symbol, I would know that the eBay's guaranteeing the authenticity of this item. Mm-hmm. And a- another one, just that this is a top-rated seller, so there it means it's safe to buy from this person like more even more safe than let's say another seller possibly who isn't top rated mm. I, I found that quite common that they use those sessions to kind of say well look what does it mean to you if we say phrase x and and then they'll test out different phrases to see which one most closely matches what they're trying to actually measure because yes. in their world they use phrases and words that internally mean one thing. And then I've often said, you know, I know what you mean, but you don't understand what the seller's going to interpret by that remark. And you're going to get a whole bunch of response back that is probably not what you're looking for because we interpret it differently. Right. And, I, and I'll and i tell them on some things. Sorry, I can't find my mute button, so we'll just have that little bark in the background. Um, where, like, certain things to me are are very confusing and mean nothing to me whereas another one it's very clear that this is what it means it is really satisfying to be able to tell them and then i have that hope you know that they'll go with the one that i feel is makes it clear have i been too vague no, I think you've tried to dance around it a little bit to not give away any confidences, and thank you for that. That's good. Uh, anyway, Matt, so hopefully that's helped you. Do go to ebayexpression.com, sign up, uh, offer some thoughts in response to various surveys, pick something that you feel strongly about, you know something about, wax lyrical about all the things you could do, you, they, they could do better, and you never know. You may get an email saying, hey, can you be on a panel uh, like next week usually? And uh, it's good fun. It's good fun. I'd recommend having yeah. a go at that. Okay, let's yeah. move on. Um 
Again, if you want to find out uh, more about us, maybe our stores, what we do, we don't spend too much time here covering that, but you can see what we do. Uh, just go to our uh, show site. That is sell, sell, sell dot online. That's sell, sell, sell dot online. Okay, coming up, Sherry, a year ago, you and I had a conversation about what our predictions were for 2022. Uh, and uh, let's have a listen back to, uh, we, did, we did me last time. It's your turn to go under the uh, spotlight. Uh, here's what you said, and let's see uh, um how things um, how things will turn out. There we go. I can't wait to find well, my out. My crystal ball was much cloudier than yours, so okay. I just got a few strong uh, visions. One of them is that someone finally creates a listing tool that populates selling fees and ad fees to sold listings, mm. so that we can see what the profitability was for each item. And, well, that's just um, a wish actually, list. I'm sorry, that was a. Yeah, you said that. So, oh my god! <laughs> I think this was where this is where I think we one week where the dog ate your show prep, and uh, it was a winging it on the day. But there we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that was the. Was wish that list. my whole thing? No, no, no. There's more of it. There's more of it. Okay. But anyway, um, so I'm not sure that I got to score that one to be honest. Uh, but wish, let's but carry not on. A there we go. All right. It didn't uh, happen. But okay. it's a hope. All right. Well. And uh, I'm kind of feeling like. <laughs> This is a prediction here uh, that eBay in the designer handbag category might do something like what they did with smartphones where mm. they're oh. really promoting, you know, your item will sell for this or sell it right now and we'll give you this much money for it. I saw that a lot a mm. few years ago through eBay every time I looked up a smartphone it really? said, mm -hmm. yeah, the average selling price is this, or we'll buy it right now. Mm. No. You can give me another. Thank you. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I don't want them to do that. All right. Okay. Well, you're right that they were very interested in handbags throughout the year. I'll give you grant you that. So um, and partial score. I'm sure a third party for mm -hmm. that. Oh, okay. And so my prediction along there is that they start doing that with certain handbags. And I know this is a stretch. And uh, you know, start offering to buy yeah, I think we out this, but, uh, your uh, item <laughs> if it's a designer handbag, or Here we go. another line, or and or is that offer to sell it for you by okay. partnering oh, with. I'm right. glad they haven't done that. that. Is there anything else you want to put in the time capsule for the uh, end of year review? Yeah, I have one more. Go on then. eBay starts offering one-day delivery for certain refurbished items from oh, approved okay. sellers. <laughs> Very kind good. of get in that lane. Right. You'll put in my things. It'll be a miracle. It'll be, um, I'll be as shocked as I was when I won the Up and Running grant. There you go. Well, that's as much as I could drag out of you on the day, I think. <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of like getting water from a stone or something. All right. Well, there you go. Um Hopefully we'll be a bit better at this, uh, that task <clears throat> this year. Are we doing this again? Yes, let's do it again this year. Maybe maybe next time and the time after. We, uh, we'll take it in turns and uh, we'll try and be a bit. It's a difficult year because I think I think last year, obviously we were going into the meat of the Jamie strategy. There was lots of stuff we could see beginning to happen. Um, it was a bit more interesting. Right now we're in sort of just doing more of the same, so I don't know quite 
how specific we can be, but uh, we'll give it our best shot and uh, bring that to you next time. If that's okay, another, Philip, I another promise fun I'll come feature. prepared. All right, very good. Okay. All right, uh, that was the predictions. Let's move on to something else here. I don't know if you're following the uh, eBay uh, cyber-stalking case. If you've not heard of that, just Google eBay and cyber-stalking. I believe you'll find out lots about it. <clears throat> and the last time we spoke, there was some hoo-ha about... Uh, uh, stuff of national security and all that sort of stuff. They seem to have sorted that out. Won't go through that again. Uh, I think we have a new judge appointed for the new calendar year. Not a big change, I think, unless you know the judge in person and can tell us all about them. What has happened, which is interesting, I think will change the, the playing field a little bit, is that uh, the plaintiffs, so that's the Steiners, have been asked to reformulate or re retabulate re uh, their complaint because it's getting rather hard to follow. And I think what happened was that they, in the original process, decided to basically come up with every single possible charge and fire it at just about any single conceivable person that might be uh, relevant. And it was a bit of a shotgun approach. Now, in fairness, they probably were working under fairly tight tight time constraints because my guess is they thought at the time that the criminal side of things would be going to trial and that would be perhaps the point of maximum leverage against eBay and they wanted to they have the, the, the civil action running to be able to try and leverage whatever came out of the, the criminal side of things. Well, the reality is on the criminal side, everybody pleaded guilty and therefore, there wasn't a lot of testimony or any great discovery or anything really that produced a lot of useful, admissible information. Uh, so now they've got a situation where it's kind of now turning on a lot of technicalities. And the judges said, look, rather than have this sort of shotgun approach of, of lots of other vague accusations against large numbers of people that, to be honest, are questionable in terms of whether they have the necessary legal precedents, whether they have the necessary elements uh, to the various uh, uh, actions to actually bring them home, go away, reformulate, and and come back with a, with a cleaner approach and to be honest, I think the judge is kind of saying, look, you're not going to succeed the direction you were taking before. They're helping them along a little bit, giving them a chance to reformulate and maybe include information that's come out of the the criminal side of things. But to be honest, I don't think there's much there they can really use because there was really not a lot of court action and therefore there's not a lot of testimony that's, that's actually admissible. I mean, there's people giving their sentencing pleas for mitigation and things, but that's not really admissible testimony, not that I know anything about the law, but this is a, an attorney speaking on behalf of their client asking for a lenient sentence. Well, that's just an attorney talking on their... That's not actually under... And it's not sworn testimony. It's not the person concerned. It's hearsay. It's not cross-examined. You know, there's a lot of reasons why it wouldn't be very admissible in a, in a legal action. So... Um, We'll see what they come back with. I think it's probably actually a very good thing because I think now having have one crack at this, they've learned a lot in terms of the kind of uh, defences that are coming back from the people they're accusing. And this gives them a chance to go back, regroup a little bit, tighten the thing up, go with the the charges that are actually going to be the most likely to actually be provable in, in a court situation that have the best chance of being uh, getting in front of a jury. And... 
I, I think from a, a plaintiff's point of view, this is a good situation. If they were required to carry on the way they were going, I'd suspect that they may have struggled to get anywhere with it. So uh, that'll be interesting. Obviously, as and when the new complaint post, and the original one was 91 pages, I think the judge is looking for something a little tighter than that, just reading between the lines. Um, uh, we'll let you know, and we'll let you know how that looks, and we'll provide you with a link, and you can uh, you can read that through. I think that uh, it'll be interesting, to say the least. Yeah, Definitely. Okie dokie. Uh, another thing uh, here, and we were talking earlier about uh, us taking part in in research and trying to give eBay feedback. There's a couple of things we talked about previously, and I, I did wonder sometimes whether there's any chance anybody at eBay listens to us or anybody out there that's doing things like this, because one of my pet peeves is that eBay it takes away listing numbers. From you yeah. know, like when you buy from something, email. the email they don't put them in, don't put them in the titles. When you get the um, you know the summary of stuff you've bought, just the order number, which is totally useless to me, it doesn't match the seller's order number. It's just the whole. We, we we won't go through the whole argument, but and and then suddenly, briefly, listing numbers came back on my screen. I thought, wow, someone's told them, or maybe they listened. Um, flatter myself a little bit. Um, and they've realized that actually it's quite useful having listing numbers. And then they vanished again. So I don't Aww. know. I, I don't think I won the argument. Maybe they just Sad. reverted to a previous version of the, the platform because something else broke and they, you know, went back a stage oh, and I redid see. it. I don't know. Um, so anyway, we'll keep keep on fighting the battle. But uh, and, and I don't know whether you share my, my love of listing numbers versus order numbers, but uh, let us know what you think. Is that something we can make a little campaign out of? Is that something you feel strongly about? You never know. We might be able to get someone on and, you know, pose the yeah. question to them. That'd be good. Yeah, I have a question, too, mm -hmm. for you. Is uh, how do you all like the new, after you create a label, it takes you to a screen and says some unimportant things. Ooh. Uh -oh. And you, oh, you know who that is? That is the mail carrier picking up my packages. <laughs> wow, I had something I wanted to say, too. Well, anyway, you have to scroll down for the link to click back to go back to your shipping orders. And I know it doesn't sound, uh, it sounds trivial, but it's actually very inconvenient. Okay, should I mute, mute myself now? All right, okay. You mute till the, uh, the postie's picked up the, uh, the stuff at your end, and we'll, uh, we'll put that on hold for a moment. But yes, okay, so we've got, you, you were talking about the cost of shipping and getting that on the, on the screen. I think you've had a partial success with that one. Uh, so, you know, you know, maybe they are listening. And I know that- Partial. Uh, oh, mm -hmm. but I, I, can I add to that? So I was so excited because now on your awaiting shipment screen, if you click into the order, I would like it on the awaiting shipment screen, but if you click into the order, you can see what fee they charged. However, I finally have adapted to shipping through bulk shipping and you can't get to the order from there. Hmm. So now I'm so sad again. Okay. All right, that's it. That's all I had to say. All right. Well, we'll put that out there. As, as I'm not sure we all understand the problem, but maybe someone's already solved that. I know we had some help with the bulk shipping, but uh, tracking the uh, the cost of each label is what you're after. Is that what you're trying to do? While shipping them, while Using printing the, the label. Okay. Maybe someone's cracked that, and we can. Uh, We'd love can to call hear in. from you. Let us know. We'll get back to you, yes. and we'll we'll have you on. So eight three three eBay seven twenty three is the number. We can do text or voice, whichever you prefer. 
Um, I, I, I was uh, caught up in various airports over the Christmas period unintentionally due to the uh, sort of air traffic meltdown in Florida and other, other issues, weather, whatever. And, and there I'm sitting there bored playing around on the eBay platform, sending Sherry a million emails saying, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And I, I noticed a, a strange thing with a, with a seller and it did set me thinking. And, you know, here's a, here was a seller that was clearly paying no attention to their feedback and I'll give the name because it's it's publicly out there. I mean, they don't seem to care. The seller is called Western Powers. I don't know who they are. I've never met them. That's Western Powers, one word. And what it struck me, I was gonna, I was looking at buying something from them. And, and every time I see someone with a you know a slightly weird feedback score, I like to look around and just kind of get some sense of kind of how that happens and perhaps what are the strategies for dealing with that. And. Uh, it is, looking at this seller's feedback, it looked like there was one product that was getting all this negative feedback, and it had been happening for several weeks, and they were doing nothing about it. They were carrying on selling this product that was massively degrading their feedback and take, taking their whole store down the, down the toilet. Uh, why not just stop selling the product that's getting all the negative feedback and, and get rid of it some other way rather than tarnish your whole reputation uh, with just this one product that doesn't doesn't get good feedback um, anyway I, I don't know why they wouldn't do that but there we go they are selling something called a 360 degree mop yeah I know I have no idea why that is either but uh, anyway uh, and it seems to get a load of negative feedback and they didn't seem to do anything about it now is it still active in their store I think it's that they're still selling it I mean that is so bizarre I think sometimes you get people that, you know, have these multi-channel software systems, just loads all their inventory uh. in the different stat, and they don't pay it. They just they click and you know it's, it's set and forget, and they just let it run, and don't pay any attention to it. So, but I, I did think kind of what this set me thinking about was um, maybe how to manage this better if, if you are in that position where how do you monitor your feedback without necessarily having to go there every five minutes and see what's going on. There used to be a site called feedback-follow.com. I don't think it's working. I checked it earlier today and it seemed to have disappeared on me. Maybe they're just off the air today. Um, and that kind of worked a little bit and it would send you an email if your feedback changed, but it was kind of getting a bit flaky. The one I use is a site called followthatpage.com, all one word. Now, that's a generic uh, site that, that can be used to monitor just about any page that you, you set. Of course, I program it with my feedback page. And it will send me an email anytime that content on that page changes. So I get an email. It checks it, I think, for the free service twice a day. Well, that's pretty good. You're going to know within a few hours if someone's left a positive or negative comment. The only thing that you do have to do with that is set it up uh, to focus on a very, very small section of the page in order that it tracks just the change to your feedback. Because what you'll discover if you just leave it just to set the, look at the page in general is that page changes all the time anyway with all sorts of stuff. And it will send you an email, you know, every twice a day regularly if you don't really scope it down to the particular numbers you're looking, looking into. But uh, once you've done that, it seems pretty stable, although eBay does change page layouts from time to time and you'll have to redo it. But I, I think that's pretty good. Usually I get an email pretty quickly if someone does at least feedback one way or the other. 
And um, if there is for some reason negative feedback, I can then jump on that straight away, get that taken care of. I also think from the, the buyer's point of view, if you have a problem and the seller's straight back to you saying, okay, let's take care of this. What, what can I do to make it better? That's much more impressive than if they wait two weeks and then get back to you. Exactly. Then it's like, never mind. You obviously don't care. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I like the fact that it allows me to be proactive without having to sort of uh, take chunks of my day checking things manually all the time. So that's uh, the site again is followthatpage.com. You might need to be a little bit savvy in terms of figuring out how to um, how to set it up. What it does is it gives you like a, just a text version of the page, you know, the graphics and stuff, and you just tell it where to start looking and where to end looking. So it just looks at that little tiny section of the page, and that's the bit where your feedback current score is. So it's only a few characters of the page you're really looking at. And if that number goes up or down, well, then that's indicates someone's done something to your feedback and that's the point at which you want the email sent to you. Uh, I'm an email kind of person, so that's that works well for my system. Yes. If you're the kind of person who wants something on your phone, well, don't ask me. I wouldn't know about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Okie doke. Uh, let's just look at what's uh, going on uh, in the next uh, week or so. Uh, I saw a good uh, meetup group um, which I think in the Chicago area, which I think might be of interest to you. <clears throat> it's uh, I'll read the title to you because I don't know quite what it actually is going to talk about. So this is the, the Chicago uh, meetup group, which does allow people to participate uh, remotely. Uh, and the, the upcoming meeting is called Maximizing Sales with Artificial Intelligence, good eBay buzzword, from product titles to SEO. Uh, so it sounds like a, a, a interesting... Um, topic. Uh, if you just Google uh, Chicago eBay meetup, uh, you can find out about that. I don't run the group, nothing to do with me, but I know they've got people that participate from all over the country from time to time. I don't suppose they have a problem with you joining it. It's a, it's a video meeting, so what do they care if extra people turn up? Uh, uh, the speaker, whose name escapes me right now, is like a big keynote speaker who does lots of conventions and stuff, so I think it'll be an entertaining night. Uh, regardless of the, the content anyway. So there you go. Have a look at that one. Also, Sherry, coming up. Yeah. The new supplies ah, coupon is yeah. out. I've already spent mine, of course. Of course. Yeah. So go get it from your, you know, subscriber discounts or under your marketing tab. Mm -hmm. And I thought after the stunning success of the last Orlando area sellers meetup we'll do that again this month so uh, if you're in the orlando area and you want to come and have a drink with us uh 25th of january firebirds bar is where we're going to be meeting look forward to Bye. seeing you there and remember to take a snapshot of your year end year end inventory download the report because when you start doing your taxes on the 31st of march you'll discover that, that you'll be asked for your year end inventory and it's rather late to that point to get that piece of information so uh, there you go anyway that's about it for another edition of the selling on ebay radio show i uh, hope you can stay in touch uh, throughout the next week we're at sell 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 dot online that's sell 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 dot online and uh, for text and voicemail through uh, 833 ebay 723 so it's philip jackson saying thank you so much for joining us this week and have a great week <laughs>